This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. Why'd you call me out the way you did on the show today? I didn't like that. What do you mean? I didn't like what you said. I call we you like out a bigger every day. set. Yeah, but it was it was a cheap shot, and you know it was. No, because I I, I know still, that you take cheap shots at me every day. So again, what is different from this day? I know that I know that we want to pounce on the Steelers every chance we get, and I think we'll have myriad opportunities. I think him saying that he wants uh, T.J. Watt to be the highest-paid defensive player or whatever, or he should get whatever he wants, I think that's being a good teammate. I think that's a good thing. Um, I think that does resonate in the locker room. I think if anybody was questioning. really? That's it? Okay, I was just thinking that Ben – I was just saying when Ben – man, I'm sorry. Did we just have a miscommunication then? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think he's lying when he says that's why he took a pay cut. Oh, that's that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. That's exactly what I was saying. The other part, I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. The other part, I agree with you on. By the way, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies Online First. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Now, I agree with you. Now, the next question will be, like, if Baker says that about Denzel Ward, that causes a little bit of tumult because there's only so many guys they could pay, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be seen as working against the organization. See, if you think about it, Aaron Rodgers wow, has, has created – a wedge or driven a wedge between kind of organization, the management and the fan base. Although they might say it's Buttiger, Buttiger, what's his name? Buttiger, Buttiger, Buttiger. They might say it's his fault and not, not Aaron Rodgers fault because they might love him. Good, good, good. So this is going to come up over the next few years with every contract. And I don't know if Dak Prescott was saying anything about other people's money before he got paid, because obviously Jerry Jones doled out a bunch of contracts for guys yeah. within that, you know, on that team. I, I just wonder what that means. So if if Baker comes out five games into the season, let's say Baker gets paid. Let's say Baker's deal is done, and then the next question invariably is, who's next? It's going to be Denzel Ward, right? It's going to be Wyatt Teller. Mm-hmm. Well. Is Baker going to voice what he thinks should happen with those guys? And does that mess up? Does that mess with the timeline that the organization has plotted out? 
Um, because he's he he seems like a vocal guy. It seems like Baker say, is a guy who would. Yeah, do that. I would say. Wouldn't you say yes when you say I yes would, to that? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think. Okay. Like I, I would think because my whole thing was I, I just see I got worked into a shoot personally here and I shouldn't get your foot off that for a second please thank you oh sorry all right I got worked into a shoot personally because I was all like ah oh, he's calling me out and we're about to have Mary Kay on the show and then I got all I got all pissed off because I did I got worked into a shoot because I'm thinking ah oh, he got he he's calling me out for this one and I'll and it did not help immediately people were like what are you gonna do Ken what are you gonna say to him Ken. And so I immediately got upset. Damn, there's no good way to hold this no. son of a bitch and thing. God, God, heaven almighty, I hate this thing. So, no, you can take yours off there and just hold it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have the stick, Mike. That's why I was pissed. Woo. I had to give the thing away. So, all right, I'm just going to sit like this and have my big old gut hanging over my belt here. Is that going to mess with your back? Is your posture going to create some problems Find out for here you? in about a half an hour. I told you one of the first things I noticed, I did not approve of the posture of many of the Iowa State uh, brethren. Really? I thought they had poor posture. That was one of my stereotypes. Is that something you said? Yeah. I did say that at one point. These are the things I pay attention to. (laughs) You were upset with their posture? Yes. Like in the Ivy Leagues, it's all fit and trim posture. All straight up. They work on that. They work on that from birth. They also work on manners at the dinner table. Remember the... uh, (laughs) I don't know if they really do that. But uh, what's what's the movie? The... uh, Oh my God! What's the movie? I don't know. I was talking about Baker. No, uh, no, 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 no. Borat. Borat. He goes to a dinner party, uh, and they talk about, well, here's where the salad. Here's where the salad fork goes. <laughs> Dude, does anybody really do that today? Uh, depends on the restaurant. Is right? that taught anywhere? Oh, at home? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Like I don't in know places in the South. Yes, I have no idea what a salad fork looks like. And even Isn't most it the shorter one. But Kenny, most restaurants, even good restaurants, expensive restaurants. They've thrown that out the window, too. There's no proper placement. And I don't know if you go to the top of the top. If you're out there in Vermilion, you know where. I don't know if that's probably different because want, they're asking you to wear a jacket. I want an expensive restaurant where I don't do any of that stuff, and I'm just going to call it Expensive Cracker Barrel. And that's the name <laughs> of the place, and you can't sue me because I have, put, I have the word it's expensive something different in front of it. Yeah, it's and totally you spell, different. you spell barrel wrong. Yeah, I spelled barrel with two L's. So I'm going to spell it Expensive and Cracker Barrel. And so what it's going to be is there's going to be five courses, and it's all going to – every course is going to be chicken and dumplings. All right? And it's all served on that paper place Paper plate, of course. And it has that game that – see, you never been there, so you don't know. They have this, like, triangle wood peg game, which sounds pretty greasy now that uh-huh. I say it. But <laughs> what you do is you give it to your kids, and it keeps your kids occupied because it's like a puzzle of pegs. And they just mm. peg the, the the piece of wood there, and that's what they do. And you eat on a tray table. And you, no, so you eat on a big wooden fold. table. Yeah. Oh, really? No, no, no. You don't eat on an old TV tray. Actually, that's a better idea. You do eat on an old TV tray. What you do is you sit in four chairs, mm-hmm. and the chairs all face each other, and then there's a rack of TV trays, mm-hmm. and you bring out the TV trays. No, but there's trays. only three of them, and you play Duck, Duck, Goose. So you, you, well, no, not that game. What's the game where you go around? That's Duck, Duck, oh, Goose. Oh, it is Duck, Duck, Goose. Yeah. So you have to play Musical, musical chairs. chairs. So oh you have to pl- you have to play musical. Thank you, Owen. You have to play musical chairs, and if you are not equipped with a seat, you have to wash the dishes. What we do and throw away the dishes. Yeah. Well, they're actually pla- they're actually plastic yes. paper. No, you have to. No, you have. There's to no wash. washing. No, because it's expensive. It's expensive Cracker Barrel. But that's the whole point. Is I cheat. I treat it mm-hmm. like I would if I were at my grandparents when I was six <laughs> years old. So you're gonna wash the styrofoam plates with a power and washer. Put the, but then put the styrofoam plates back. <laughs> you have to use a gun on the power washer. That's how much you want to win this game of musical chairs. <laughs> you have you to win. Or it, it's 
it's a bro. disastrous experience and you if you have don't win. to clean your plate so if you and order the chicken and dumplings which is the only yeah. thing you can order mm-hmm. then you have to finish all five courses of chip, chicken and dumplings and if, and if you, you do if you do finish it yes. then you get to pay 138.93 if you don't finish it you yeah. don't want to know what happens when well, you no, don't I'll finish. tell you I already know what happens what's that you you un, un, unfortunately we have relegation in this contest and you get relegated to work at the Costume Emporium, which a lot of people have talked about in the past saying they wouldn't want to work there. I actually think it would be a lot of fun working at the Costume Emporium, where, again, for those that don't know, the reminder is Costume Emporium rules are it is a drive through and we pick out your costumes. Yes. But if you're working at the Costume Emporium for us... You have to wear a Phoenix Suns gorilla costume. Oh, yes. And then you go yes. in the hot, sweaty heat. You have mm. to go and get the other people's costumes that we pick out. Mm. If you do finish, you pay $138.93. Seems expensive, but you should see what it was five years ago. We've got the price down. And then when you're done, you get to eat You get to eat your food. You're mm-hmm. done with it. Then you pay the $138.93 plus tip because, mm-hmm. you know, people are working here. And then you can either have your choice where you do a shot of black velvet with me or other oh, cheap yes, vodka with Anthony Lyman. Kamchaka, yes. You can do Kamchaka with Anthony or you can do black velvet with me. Like, those are the rules. They've I been would, the rules. I don't know why anybody would argue with the rules. Those are the rules. I would suggest going with Lima because you might say, well, Lima's not as fun to drink with. I would disagree with you, but I would also say that it's not going to fill you up as much because it's only going to be the 40% Kamchatka that's at the bottom of the grocery store shelf, Mm -hmm. the stuff that the real drunks get. See, when you drink the 40% alcohol Kamchatka, you could say, well, I'm going to really do You're not going to feel like drinking a lot of booze after you have five servings of chicken and dumplings from expensive Cracker Barrel that you can find right there. Mm Off the Detroit Road exit, oh, right next yep. to Ken to Anthony Lima and Ken Carmen's drive-through costume and porn. And by the way, there is merch. You walk in, you actually. The problem is, there's more merch than there is places to eat. So you have to walk around the merch, and sometimes, and this has happened to my aunt many times. She has had to sit down while all the merchandise that we're trying to sell, all the different costumes, because we're also trying to sell the costumes. Obviously, you wear yes. them once, they then get sold. Yes. And there's a there's a, there's an uptick on the resale. You should see what they end up getting sold for. And they are just dangling. Some of the coats, some of the very expensive coats that go along with the Magic Johnson Sun costume, uh, they are they're dangling in your face, a fur coat. And we've had picketers outside, unfortunately. We have had picketers. PETA has been outside. They said, you can't dress like Magic Johnson's son in the expensive fur coat. And I said, these are not real furs. And then somebody told me, no, they're actual furs. Yeah. And I went, are these really actual furs? And they said, yes, they were. These are mm. real actual furs. Worn by Magic Johnson's that, that son. That were worn by Magic Johnson and his son and that were shot down by Mel Gibson. And I said, well, wait a minute. You can't be shooting down these furs no. by Mel Gibson. And then they said, no, nah, we're just kidding. They're not real furs. I don't know. Are they real? Are they not? You have to find out when you come to Anthony Lyman and Ken Carmen's drive through costume and pouring. They will let Mel Gibson leave a voicemail for you. Right off of Detroit Road. Well, that happens for every fifth customer who's the special winner who comes through the drive through It's our See, version of Cameo. It it's Mel Gibson yes. leaves a voicemail for you. Now, we can't yes. sit there and censor his voicemail. I don't know what he's going to say. Yes, that's right. And so you have to come through the Emporium drive through and then you get your costume. And if you get the drive through if you are one of the lucky winners, mm. you get to dress as Alec Baldwin, leaving a Mel Gibson voicemail oh, on God. one of our, my wife or his girlfriend's voicemail. Mm-hmm. That's how this works. We're so back to, to Baker Mayfield. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies and brought to you and, and back to Baker Mayfield. Um, to Baker Mayfield and what you were saying. Um, I would say, see, I got ex- I got excited and upset because I thought you were saying 
Like, well, Baker said it because I started getting tweets and emails going, Ken's a homer again. He's caught you in being a homer. I said, no, it's not that. It's that, and it kind of is, actually. You know, now that I think about it. When you have a guy like Baker Mayfield, if he were to take, see, I got caught in 25 years old, 26 years old. If he took $25 million and then said, this is why I took $25 million, you go, absolutely, it's true. Mm -hmm. I focused on Ben Roethlisberger when he said, that's why I took it. I'm like, no, you didn't. You took a, you took a pay cut because you didn't want to end up being a backup somewhere else or yeah, what a, way a starter to for a trash team. He could have been a starter for like the Texans or something like that. A starter for oh a trash team. I would, I would have paid to watch that, by the way. That would have been unbelievable to see him with the worst supporting if cast in the NFL. you do not finish your five mm-hmm. servings of chicken and dumplings, Knew you it. have one of two choices. You can work at the Costume Emporium, that's a drive-thru, right off of Detroit Road, or you can play a game of quarterback for the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. It's your choice. And their offensive line all has COVID (laughs) in this scenario, which could happen. You didn't break me until then. Damn it. (laughs) Damn it. Uh, All right, I got a bad idea to share with you. That wasn't it? (laughs) The last 10 minutes of this podcast between the two of us? All right, I got a bad idea to share with you other than that. I just want to road trip again. That's all I want to do. I want to go down south. Can you imagine us coming in hot down south? And are they really that prim and proper? Are they wear, really, truly wearing very nice outfits? What is it, the Grove? Where? I don't know, down south. That Mississippi? Where? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go to the SEC I just do. yet. Just I yet. So I want to go, go, but I want to, I want to look forward to it. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. I want to look forward to it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at tweets right now <laughs> that are definitely confused. This is one long episode of Tim Robinson, everybody. Okay. I, I, I have something to share with you. Go ahead. Um, I had an idea, and I, you got to pick. All right? <sighs> What's more important for fans? For fans. For fans. Not the organization. Take take your I'm a part of the organization thing. Think about your own personal happiness every day as a fan. All right? If you uh, if you are a fan, mm-hmm. what's going to be more important? Winning the Super Bowl now. Winning it now. Wait, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Or knowing that Baker Mayfield is an elite, elite quarterback. Elite and knowing it, not not all. Oh, I have a theory. Ken, you're not a real fan. I'm a real fan because I already believe Baker. No, 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 no. Be serious with yourself here. You know Baker is elite. Can carry a team through thick and thin. Can win playoff games by himself. The way we assume by themselves, it's in the general thing. You need teams, but you get what I'm saying. That you're a threat every single week. That you keep people employed. That you know Baker Mayfield is elite. Elite. What's more important for you as a fan? So I'm actually going to back you up on the fact this is an actual legitimate question. When I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, idiots, win the Super Bowl. That's it. That's what we've been waiting for. That's what all this is about. Brownstown, football town, since 64. We still haven't won a Super Bowl. Haven't even played for the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I actually think you'd rather have a shot at it every year. And... I'm telling you, that sounds crazy, but... Tell them why. Those, think about those 80s teams. 
how many memories do we have of our – I remember my parents, and you were a little younger than me. I remember the parents taking me – where were social services? Taking me to the bar <laughs> on the big screen. I was going to say, it's the only time they get along. Satellite dish, watching those games. I, I'll never – little Phillies, by the way, in Chesterland. Uh, I will never forget – the bar? Yeah, I will never forget those experiences as a kid – and they never got it. They never won it. Okay, the 90s Indians never won it. But the run, the unbelievable journey, every day there are memories. And sure, there are the bad memories. They're the Joel Skinner memories. There's the drive, John Elway. But there's also great memories from those runs. Tony Pena, home run. Clay Matthews, interception in the end zone against the Bills. There's so many great memories. The Jets game with Bernie, the double overtime. What do you? How many yards did he have in that game? There's so many great memories, and I know that that doesn't mean you don't you don't get to win the Super Bowl. Eventually, yeah, you hope you get through, and all of that. But I'm telling you, you'll choose all of what I just told you over what if the Browns would have just won the Super Bowl in '85, '86? Say they say they beat uh, they won in '86, mm-hmm. and that was the year of the drive. Let's say they just win the Super Bowl that year and disband. And there are no more memories for the next five years from those Browns teams, of which there are so many memories. Say that's it. Mm -hmm. Say the Indians win the World Series in 1995, but then you don't get 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. Say you don't get any of that. What I'm basically giving you, what I'm presenting you, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles all of a sudden just win the Super Bowl, and they do it with a backup quarterback, and they're building statues for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And then he's gone. Like a year later, he's just not with the team anymore. The coach is fired. Uh, the, the organization seems in disarray now. They don't have a decade of the memories. They just have that year. And yes, every Philadelphia Eagles fan probably has uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, something that is, you know, on their on their side of their, their house, whatever. They're, like, I can't talk. Uh, in their basement, yeah. whatever. They've got all the paraphernalia. They've got all the merchandise. they got all that. That guy who's on they, YouTube <laughs> that overreacts to everything. Yes. You've seen him. Yeah. yeah. So they, they don't have all those memories. <laughs> the Cavs. The Cavs won a title in 2016. At least we did get to go back a few years. But now they're just terrible. And the price of getting LeBron was you were going to be terrible afterwards. Yeah. Most people kind of assume that. I know we told ourselves lives. But now we're just bad and we're irrelevant. And who knows? Cavs might be irrelevant for the next 10 years. We hope not, but they might be. They very easily oh, could I be. I think they will be. Well, if not, Bevan Mobley's amazing. Not Darius Garland's amazing. But I hope so. Either I hope, way. I mean, I hope they aren't irrelevant, but yeah. But either, either way, I think the average fan, if they're telling the truth, would rather have a shot at it for a decade than to win one right away and not have a shot at it for a decade. It's just not as much fun. It really is not as much fun. Sure, we get to trash talk, but your trash talking lasts how long? It's fun to be in the conversation. All the teams reset in, in, in the day after the Super Bowl. Because I think immediately, I, I'd re- you know what? How do I do this? Would you rather be the 85 Bears or would you rather be the, what, 2010 Packers? Let's say the Bills. The Bills for the 90s. Four Super Bowls. Well, okay, okay. The 80, well, no, because the championship's a championship. Like in my oh. scenario, you still oh, win one it. somewhere. Okay, okay, I get you're you. gonna win one somewhere. It's not because I can't say, and t- people don't get this confused. It's not Super Bowl or no Super Bowl because that's always stupid. You always take the Super Bowl, but it's all right. 
it's basically behind door number two is what it turns into, except you know, you know the guy's a franchise quarterback. So I'm not saying you won't win a Super Bowl. I almost can guarantee you will, but would you sub it for this year? Because if, say that they could win one this year, and that, that obviously it'd be a dream come true and amazing. This is for entertainment purposes only and an exercise. If they were to win a Super Bowl this year, that'd obviously be amazing. What if he just went tits up? in two years, and then you're stuck paying this money, and then you just turn into the Eagles, just like you said. Then we won't ask ourselves what was it all worth. It was still a wild ride. He wouldn't be – it wouldn't be a LeBron scenario because it's not like he left you for something better. You're the better one in that scenario. Like Carson Wentz is not better than the Eagles. So that's that's not the thing. But it would be a very quick downfall, a very quick fall off the cliff, and now the Eagles are kind of like – is Jalen Hurts the right guy? Is he not the right guy? And you could tell Howie yourself. Howie Roseman. Nick Sirianni's bad in front of the media. It doesn't yeah. mean he's going to be a bad coach, but so far it's, you, it's been a Kenny, little rocky. You can convince yourself all you want that there's a five-year grace period after you win the title. Yeah. Didn't we find out with the Cavs that's not true? It's not true. There was no five-year grace period. There was maybe a year-and-a-half grace period. I don't know. Am I wrong? Was there a grace period? Yes, we're happy for the rest of our lives that we won the title. But now we're miserable. And the Eagles, they might be miserable for the next few years. They might be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you can't take the Super Bowl away. Everybody there has a story to tell about that Super Bowl. But is it really all that much fun three years later? Yeah, I had all those great memories. Now what? I mean, that's what we do in life, right? Well, yeah. But I think that you, you still want to be a part of the conversation all the time. You still mm-hmm. want to be a part of the, the, the contending teams all the time. And so I, I compare teams that have won Super Bowls. The 85 Bears, I know they were good in 84. They were probably good in 86, even though you never hear about the 86 Bears. You only hear about the 85 Bears. I know that the Bears were good in 84. Would you rather be the 85 Bears? Would you rather be the two? Was it 2010 the Packers won the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Would you rather be them or the 2010 Green Bay Packers? You'd probably rather be the 2010 Green Bay Packers because you're in the conversation. You've been in the conversation every year for 20 years. How long has Aaron Rodgers played? You've been in this conversation from Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre 20 years. And over that time, you've had two legendary Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You've won two Super Bowls. That's it. That's it. Tom Brady's won seven. Okay? Not everybody can beat Tom Brady. So in this exercise, look how many great memories Packer fans have, even though a lot of them are frustrating. And you feel, and you will feel at the end. Now, this might be too much for some people to go. I'll just take my one, and then he can go to hell. You might be frustrated at the end, going, "How do we only get two Super Bowls out of those two quarterbacks?" Right? You might feel that way, but you did get two Super Bowls out of those two quarterbacks over the course of thirty years. That's thirty years of competitive play, with the exception of one or two. I mean, I know that there were a couple of years here and there with Favre when he got hurt, or one with Aaron Rodgers when he got hurt. But you got great conversation where you were at the top of the division and in competition with the best of the best every single year in this exercise maybe i go the other way maybe i go the other way well i i I guess another question entirely and we won't know until we get it for football but we do know nba i'll never forget i had a guy used to work here by the way off the air Uh oh he was an off-the-air guy. I mean, not, not like I'm going to tell you off-the-air. Oh. I will tell you off-the-air. I'll just tell you who it was. His name was Eric. Anyway, he worked here, and he told me one day, he goes. Back's starting to hurt, by the way. 
I knew it would happen. This isn't going to work. This is not going to work. We're, we're going to have to have a chiropractor it's pretty actually much sponsor my, this. It's my big fat gut hanging over my belt. And you're just sitting there. And you, you can't talk into the a, mic any other I'm way. I'm going to open up a buffet called Big Fat Ken's Big Fat Feedback. Go. Well, we'll talk about it for sure. We'll save that for next time. Do a 20-minute segment on it. This guy, Eric, goes, Anthony, come here. And he shut the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go ahead. And he goes, Anthony, I got to be honest. I was really excited that we won the title. And this was like, this may be like three months later. He yeah, goes, I realized I didn't get anything out of it. What? He said it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. He goes, I thought it was just going to be me on cloud nine. I was going to fix all my problems in life. I thought it was just going to. Now, he might have gone in with some insane expectations of what a championship means. But he's been a sports fan. He's been there for years. And as you get older, I think you get a little more jilted. And there's other things that maybe become more important to you in life. But we all say just one, win just one. He was basically saying, well, we got our one and didn't feel what I thought it was going to feel. Now, I don't know. For me, it felt great. I mean, the 2002 Ohio State National Championship, that felt great. Mm. 2014 was awesome, but not as great because it's not the first. And then the Cleveland Cavs winning was great because that was something I just didn't think was going to happen. Yeah. I just didn't. I just, I know we had LeBron James. I still never thought. I was a doubter. I was a told, not a hater LeBron. He's amazing. But I was a doubter that they were going to be good enough to win it. And it meant a lot to me. It meant a lot. There were some moments of, and I remember me at a bar by myself. I think you finally had fallen asleep somewhere. I was looking for a bar that still had alcohol. I slept on the couch on the lobby. I, I went. no longer there. I went over to, I went over to, I can't say where it is because they stayed open late for me. I was sober that whole night. Oh, I wasn't. And no then, kidding. And then I, uh, I, I kind of had some tears. I'm like, man. This means more to me than I thought it would be. I cried. But then there's some people who are like, yeah, we won it. Great. And then plus it was basketball. I think some people, basketball is a distant third. Is it more, let me ask you this, since we're talking about crying on the air and crying during shows or cry, crying for sports, is it more of a reflection on me or a reflection on the Browns that I cried after they made the playoffs? I got all emotional. They made the playoffs because I was crying for the fans. I was not like there's nobody on the team. Like, if they win the Super Bowl this year, like, there's guys I feel better for, but there's no one I'm crying over. Well, people will say it's because it's a Brownstown. I'll say it's 25 years of being not, not just bad. Yeah. The worst. Like, that's the thing. I, I was I, – because the, the fans don't make the money. They make the money. So they still have the, the – they still have the cushion of money, great money that they have. The fans, the fans pay that money. And the fans don't make anything from – they really don't make anything from watching the teams – they get personal enjoyment or personal misery, depending on how you take it. And so I was overcome about the fans. I think they become part of your – I think a team, especially in football, becomes a part of the family. So is that yeah, where I – did I take it too seriously when no, I got emotional? You got emotional. No, not at all. I, I, I do think it's a combination of Brownstown and to be that bad – and not bad, a laughing stock to be the Clippers – I mean, they would they would might they might have called the Clippers the Browns of the NBA. That's how bad the Browns were. To be that bad for so many consecutive years, the fact that the Steelers still haven't had a worse record than us since 1989, like that's a shocking number and a total mm. indictment on how bad football has been in this town. Like I say, part of it though, the the Brownstown thing, maybe it's yeah. a topic for another day. Part of it makes me a little sad. Why? We're so Browns heavy. It doesn't make me sad. Here's what makes me sad about it. When I go to Chicago, there are Chicagoland lifetime people in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite team? Someone will say Cubs. Someone will say Bears. A lot of people say Blackhawks. A 
occasionally a White Sox. Here it's like Browns, 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 Browns. I kind of wish some of the other teams had had that had that obsessive following. It is so over the top Browns here that it kind of makes me sad. It, it, I never want if us. To, were, I never want us to become Buffalo. If you were going to do a percentage, share a hundred percent the with the the name that people say first. What's the percentage? Browns. Oh no, no, it's the Browns. Um, God, it has to be it for me. It has to be ninety percent Browns, eight percent Indians. Two percent. I would say two percent. I would say seventy nine percent Browns. Okay. I would say twenty something percent <laughs> Indians. The rest is Cavs. Yeah. That's what I would say. It is, and that disappoints me. That 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 is kind of sad to me. Now, uh, what do you think uh, we could talk about? There are some really young people who are real big Cavs fans. Sure. So I'm putting them people. I hope they don't go away. I hope they don't quit just because they had it so easy. They really did have it easy. Although I would argue, well, if they're sticking the older, through this for a few you know, years, I don't. You know, it's like, well, can you stick around? I would argue, twenty years longer. I would argue the older Browns fans they had it easy. My God, the '60s. Yeah, you had it easy. What an easy time to be a Browns fan. And then, listen, the early to mid to late '80s were not that far after. That sounds crazy to us. Yeah, but the '70s were still there. Seven, the '70s were not that great. Yes. But you had enough with the, the Jim Brown years, and you had enough of those years. They, that could hold you over. You were so good for so long. I, it kind of disappoints me that this town, that it's not more of a diversity. Because I've always thought we were a great Major League Sports town, and the, more, the, 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 the further we get away from that Cavs championship, everybody's like, Cavs, who cares? And now the Indians have been a total afterthought the last two years. And who knows where this goes well, with the Indians. It's very disappointing to me. I think every city that's not New York. I mean, you mentioned Chicago. Chicago's still, what, the second or third biggest city yeah. in, Mar- in the country? Um, when you look at. But Boston, Boston, you ask anybody, yeah, you get Red a different Sox. answer. They were Red Sox, but, though. I don't think. But I'm saying I, they, 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 you get different answers. I don't agree with for you. For every team. I think most people would, would have said Red Sox. I think right now a lot of people say. Um, I think a lot of people say Patriots. I mean, the Celtics are the, one of the best franchises in sports history. Yeah, well, you don't think you get a lot of uh, Boston a, Celtics there's fans? There's a much different thing there going on, and you know that about the Celtics. And there's a different connotation with the Celtics there. I mean, they, God, I mean, you, you you understand what I'm talking about when it comes to the Celtics, right? Well, racial component. Yes, sure, but there are there are I mean, there are people that celebrate the Celtics are one of the most Iconic. They are one of the iconic, most iconic franchises. franchises, logos, colors, to, floor. To the NBA and everybody. But yeah. a lot of Boston people will tell you that there were times when the Celtics were really, really, really good, like like dynastically good, that not the Larry Bird, not as much the Larry Bird years, but before with like Bill Russell, like you couldn't get a ticket to a Bruins game. You could get plenty of tickets, as many as you wanted, to the incredible Celtics. Like all those players with Red Auerbach, you could get a ticket any night you wanted. Bruins, waiting list. Waiting list. Same arena. Like that's the way they were. And so I I think that there is something different there when it comes to the Celtics. I think people outside of Boston look at the Celtics differently. I think people inside of Boston, I think the I think the Boston Celtics are a little bit lower on the on the totem pole. That's where you look at where you look at Cleveland, like plenty of people think that there's just a bunch of Cleveland fans and Cleveland Cavaliers fans. It's like, 
yeah, they're Cavs fans, but if they're putting it in order, they can miss a Cavs game. They can miss a couple Cavs games. They ain't missing anything for the Browns. They're watching training camp for the Browns. They're watching Browns live. They're watching all the stuff for the Browns. They are Browns fans. They're going to try to watch Indians games. They'll try to watch some Cavs games. They're watching everything with the Browns. I think there's more cities like that than you think. I think in Dallas, I think they only care about the Cowboys in any sincerity. The Mavericks were nice. I think they only care about the Cowboys. In Kansas City, they only have two teams. I think they only care about the Chiefs, and that's it. When the Chiefs are bad, I think that's all they care about. I don't think there's any real fever towards it. And on the other side, look at St. Louis. They're Super Bowl champions. I think the Super Bowl was nice for them. They care about baseball. They care about the Cardinals. I just hope that, let's say, let's say like in this situation, Evan Mobley becomes really good, becomes mm-hmm. a superstar. And Darius Garland's really good. I hope it's not. Who cares? Who cares? When's football season? I hope that's not the case because that would be that'd be the epitome of what what to me would sound like a minor league sports town. That would be really sad. That'd be truly sad for me because when I was young, uh, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case at all. I mean, yeah, the, the Indians were really bad in the late 80s, but you had good Cavs and good Browns, and people cared about the Cavs. They didn't win anything. They didn't win. How many even playoff series did, 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 the, did the Nance, Doherty, Hot Rod Williams, Craig Elo, Mark Price, how many playoff series did they even win? And yet, everybody was a Cavs fan. Everybody had the Mark Price poster. Mm. By the way, there's a hell of a lot more people listening on Twitter than I thought. Um, or at least listening to the podcast than I thought. A lot of people getting in about this. Um, real quick, Tangus asked, did you cry when any of your children were born? No. I, was, I told you when Axel was born, I was too overcome by the moment to cry it was it was very awe-inspiring you see life come into the world and there's like a moment do you ever okay do you ever watch how do i put it how do i point it out it's almost undescribable it's a, a lot of people cry i know i didn't cry and usually I'm, I'm a very emotional person i'm i'm prone to crying and prone to laughter and all types of emotions i'm very in touch with them uh i did not cry i was very just shocked at what i had just seen in a good way, and like an oh my god, this is life. This is created. Liz and I have created this life together. Um, you know, it's it, there's there's a little bit of of inspiration of I can fill them up with whatever ideas I really want to, mm-hmm. and you know, because they they believe everything you tell them. They believe everything you tell them. So like, uh, okay, one time I was messing around. I was out in the front yard, and they were playing around with the uh, wiffle ball bats and baseballs or wiffle balls and stuff like that, hitting them. And this was like last summer. And I set my alarm, my panic button off on my truck and then turned it off real quick. And they're just staring at the truck like, what is going on? And I was like, there's a ghost in there. And I just said it out loud. He starts bawling his freaking eyes out. And he'll still say, oh, there's a ghost in Dad's truck. And he's six. Oh, there's a ghost in there. Like, now he doesn't cry. He just thinks there's a ghost in the truck. And I've told him a million times, there's no ghost in the truck, buddy. I'm messing with you. Nope, there's a ghost in the truck. They believe anything you say. And so that's that's weird about how there's a weird responsibility, and I still, because I'm a creep, I still weird I still weird him out when I when he said there was something about a haunted house, and I've seen this in a meme, and I decided to use it on him, where he goes, I want to go to a haunted house, and I go, what's wrong with the ghosts we have living in our house? And he goes, what? And I went, nothing. And then you took and him, then you took him to the melonheads. Mellow he, uh, we haven't figured out the melonheads yet. <laughs> I haven't figured out the melonheads yet because every state has melonheads. Every every region, yeah. According I mean, to local folklore, they all have them. Yeah, we're brought to you by Extend Technology. They're really all over. You'd think you'd see more of them online first. X T E N D A V dot com. 
But I, I'm willing to say, I know you wish it was spread out more. I think that's still, it's just the natural order of things. People rally around a cause for whatever it is. And I've, I've shared this before. Some people, for whatever reason, I've made people irate with this, with this opinion. I've had people, I've, I've shared this on the CBS show and people have killed me for it. And I don't know why. Football happens in the fall. When do most holidays happen? Most holidays? Most of your family get-togethers. Why? Fall. Fall. Fall, is it? Okay. Thanksgiving, Christmas, the holidays. Okay. Big moments. Like, you can say, well, we had Labor Day and all that stuff. I mean, you're getting drunk and you're setting off fireworks. Mm -hmm. Like, it's summer, it's different. And honestly, I've spent a lot of Labor Days and Memorial Days and all that stuff, Fourth of Julys, with friends instead of family. You kind of spend those with friends. When it comes to... When it comes to the Browns, those games are in the fall. Football happens in the fall. There's a game on, and this is what the NFL is tapping back into. They used to have, they used to be more than willing to have football on Christmas, and then that went away. They kind of made like a quiet deal with the TV networks and the NBA, and they decided finally, to hell with that, we'll play on Christmas. We don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. If it falls on a Sunday, we'll play on Christmas. That's your problem. They don't care about Adam Silver anymore. And so now you have a moment where they do become part of the family because you think about so many times you're with your in-laws or you're with your cousins and everybody has people in their family they just do not get along with or they just think are kooky. I got the same and I've brought that up many times. There's plenty of people I work with or plenty of people I I grew up with or, or, or got to know over time that I care way more about than my own blood relatives, many of my own blood relatives. I care way more about those people. And if it, if it came down to saving them or the blood relatives, I'd pick them. I don't care. And I think that there's times where a lot of people in their own mind, they won't admit that out loud because it bothers them that they would admit that, oh, I'm a bad person. No, admit it. There's plenty of people in your life that are very important to you that you don't share the last name with, and that's okay. And then you're forced into these moments to spend time with some family members who you don't care for or at times you don't care for but you really love. You can take it in a different direction then. And up there during good times and bad is your favorite football team, Browns, Buckeyes, all that. And so that becomes part of the family. Those players, they become part of the family. Like you look at Bernie Kosar, it's not just Bernie that people love. Bernie was a top-end quarterback, but he wasn't a top-end quarterback for a very long period of time. I mean, you just brought up Tom Brady. Tom Brady playing his 300th, in his 300th regular season game. That's a hell of a long period of time. Bernie was a great quarterback for about five, six years, and then the injuries mounted up, correct? Mm-hmm. Is, is that, am I wrong? It might have been four. Okay. At, at peak but, Bernie. At peak Bernie, okay. But he was still a quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks in the AFC, give it five, six years. In comparison now, I mean, Mahomes will be a top quarterback for probably 18 years. Baker, if things work out, 15 to 18 to 20 years. And these guys don't, but you go back and you remember the moments that they took you in when you were with your family during usual natural family gatherings. If you're, if you're with your family on Thanksgiving, it's not just a day, it's a weekend. When you're with your family on Christmas, it's not just a day, it turns into a weekend or a week for crying out loud at those times. So you spend time with Bernie, Bernie becomes part of your family. Yeah, I just feel, I just, the thing that sucks about football, obviously, so few games. So 
you know, the nineties Indians, we had the sellout streak. Mm -hmm. It was every other night, every night, downtown, packed, sellout, bars, restaurants. Like we know baseball and basketball help your economy, help your city out. It's more of a hey, the ritual of going downtown. There's no ritual of going downtown with the Browns. A lot of people watch games at home. A lot of people have get togethers at home. They don't leave their suburbs for the Browns. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't it doesn't generate any money for the economy other than beer sales at your local at your local gas station or wherever to go get your beer. That's the thing that hurts when, when the Indians and Cavs are an afterthought. That's all I'm saying is that there's just so few opportunities for memories. How many playoff games do you get in the NFL? You get so few playoff games. You get so few home playoff games. Even the best teams get so few what the Patriots get two every year at home when they were dominant. That's yeah. it at home. Yeah. While the Cavs, it was every other night. National television, yeah. your city, it's, it's, a, it's a commercial for your city yeah. every night. Same thing with the Indians, even though you don't play as many games, but you do have three series. We, you just don't get that with the NFL. It's the one, that's the one put off about the NFL. Boy, we went to some deep places there, didn't we? Yeah. All right. You happy? I am. Uh, Monday, no, Tuesday, are we going to do a recap real quick? We'll obviously talk, Ohio, we'll obviously talk about Cleveland and Ohio State. Do you want to get into a recap of Northern Illinois and uh, Well, Wyoming? I'm praying it's not like the one they played in 2016. Josh Allen was a quarterback. It went three overtimes, lightning delay, six and a half hours. I will miss my flight if it does that. <laughs> so let's hope it doesn't go that way. Even though that'd be a memorable game, and actually I should be rooting for memorable yeah. games. I texted my doctor, by the way. I'm going back on the gas. My oh, throat. Boy. Oh, boy. My voice. You, you on the way there, we're going to lose our voices. I'm like, no, we're not. And I'm the one who lost my voice. You're I was fine. careful. You were drunk. How are you careful? I wasn't doing what I normally do. What's that? I mean, when we started the trip, I went into that first restaurant, and everybody was quiet. I think yeah. it was on Saturday, yeah. and people had their Iowa State gear on, and I go, let's go. Come on. And it was like 11 o'clock a.m., and the game didn't start again for like four, four hours, people and then some people got up. Yeah, they People did. started clapping like, hey, it's game day. This they, game's on all the TVs. They humored you. They humored they you. They did. All right, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. We're back on Tuesday with the podcast. We're back tomorrow morning. Uh, in the words of Bull and Fox, it's a football Friday. So they have that going for them. So big thanks to Anthony. A big thanks to, and I'm talking about double A, the other Anthony. Big thanks to uh, Owen. We're back on Tuesday with the podcast. We'll talk about the trip to Northern Illinois in DeKalb. Have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 